Now's the time to tell tales of the unaccountable. Zambi, what do you fear? What do you fear? Consider you find someone mummified. I already like this story. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We just need you to hunt the giant owl. He just looks too suave to be Dracula. <laughs> too suave to be Dracula. Remember, you are bringing her back to life, so there is that. You got that to pony up on. Be afraid. Be marginally afraid. Welcome to Pulp Nightmare. I'm Mike. Hi, Mimby. So I had a dream last night. A dream, you say? Yeah, I just remembered it right before we started. I had another spider dream. Uh, I don't know what's with you. <laughs> I don't know either. I, I've had this particular spider dream a couple times. Uh, the spiders are always, like, bright purple and red, and they're just being dumped on people. Are you turning into, like, a fuchsia Spider-Man? Like, what? Fuchsia Spider-Man. I just like how it's purple and red. It's like, it's, of all the things. Well, it's like spiders you would see in, like, a 90s cartoon. Like, these would fight the big bad beetle Borgs. I'm aware that was live action, but it's close enough. Um, it was a cartoon. I'm sorry. If you if you go back and watch that series now, it's like, yeah, let's not talk about that. We'll we'll go on a whole other rant. But continue. Um, but this particular spider dream, for whatever reason, included Will Smith, and he was having the spiders dumped on him. <laughs> I think this is the first time on the show you've actually rendered me speechless. <laughs> And the spiders were being sucked into a tube and then being dumped on his head, uh, and he was buried up to his neck. Did you scream, oh, hell no! Nah. I believe he was the Fresh Prince, yes. So, like, was it a weird, like, what was that show on NBC, like, where they do the, the dares or whatever? Fear Factor? Yeah. So was it that, or was it Wicker no. Man? No, I have no idea. It started out as something completely different and just ended there. Then I woke up, checked to make sure there were no spiders around me. Checked the closet to make sure Will Smith wasn't in there. <laughs> Shrugged, went, well, that was a weird recurring dream, and went back to sleep. <laughs> now, is Will Smith in the recurring? No, he was a new element. He was a new it's, element. Like, it's like you're peeling back the layers of like a repressed memory. <laughs> At time, Will Smith was the spider master or something. <laughs> I and the thing I think I kind of realize now is I wasn't in the dream. You're you're a witness. You bore witness. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the dream started out as. I was in the dream when it started out, but when the spiders came, I was nowhere to be found. You were Mike the Spider Watcher. <laughs> I'm bald. My eyes have been recently taken. A uh, whole mini series have been about you, written by Jason Aaron. <laughs> Mike, original sin. Oh, God, I don't even want to think about what that's about. <laughs> it's just an adaptation of your friendly story. It's that time I was accosted by a psychic. <laughs> it makes sense. He gave you your power. You have the same, you have the same original spin, uh, sin as Deadpool, though. Yeah. You have a secret daughter. I'm also recently married at the time. Who did Deadpool get married to? I don't know, to be honest. I assume Siren. I, it would make sense. It's either going to be Siren or Death, so... The loves of Deadpool. Good God, we're, we're so far from pussy. <laughs> Closer to spiders, though. And Will Smith. And Uatu the Watcher. I, this is a weird episode already. And that's we, saying something. We are four minutes in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we've covered like 13 topics already. So, it's part of one story. Yeah, so... um. My dreams aside, I was in Walmart. Um, your country. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's let's bring everyone up to speed. Last time that I spoke about this, I had just started the job maybe a week or two before. Previously on Pulp Nightmare. Oh. Like Tennyson just has a little lightning bolt effect across him. <laughs> Great. Now I gotta find that fucking lightning effect. <laughs> God damn it. Spend all day making that GIF. But yeah, I was um, about one or two weeks into the job at the time, and you know things were going well. Um, I'm about ten weeks in, and I 
the amount of times I've threatened to quit to myself is and to me, which staggering. is weird because I had no control over that. Yeah, yeah, I, I called you a manager. <laughs> you just had the weird Vietnam flashbacks. I, I personally blamed you for several instances. Like, Mike, why did you move that item to one area? MB, I was asleep. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> How did you even appear in my room as a ghostly apparition? <laughs> MB, watch out the mic. <laughs> your eyes are taken. You're murdered. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Stop killing people, Nick Fury. Winter Soldier is there for some reason. It cuts off your head. Spoilers. But yeah, I... um. It's it's not been going well, so my opinion of what you're about to say is a bit tainted by my experiences. I was telling you this story earlier, and uh, I, it's not like it's a huge story. It's just more – it's the perfect Walmart story. Yeah, you have no idea. I just realized my credit card is out but under a pile of things mysteriously. That's weird. Oh, God. You're mentioning retail. <laughs> Walmart's, a curse. Walmart's taking my stuff. Um, you too. <laughs> <laughs> well, they haven't taken my soul yet. Um, the prison planet of Walmart. Um, so I, I went to pick up something that uh, was delivered to the store. Yeah. I, have store. A, I have furniture now, Envy. <laughs> oh, you poor bastard. <laughs> You open it up, you find out that, you know, it's just a box of termites. It's not even the actual wood part of it or anything. It's just the termites. No, I open it up. It's spiders from Australia. Jump out at me. Oh! I also in fear. They're like, they're the co- the colors of the Australian flag. Hugh Jackman is in like a tube or something. They all have Matt Fuss's face. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I understand your arachnophobia. Fussophobia. <laughs> um, so I'm in Walmart. I'm walking. I, I have to find the uh, the temple of item pickup. It's hidden in the back of the store. It's hidden by lazy men. It was lazy uh, men. It, it was next to the photo kiosk. I don't know why. <laughs> we don't even have a photo kiosk. Yeah, Never mind. So. It was right between, it was like the, uh, you know, the shelf, right? Like the very, it's always on the very back wall of big screen TVs. It goes along with the very back wall and back of electronics. There was a split in that shelf that then went in and that's where the pickup counter was. So big screen TVs, pickup counter, big screen TVs. (laughs) That sounds like that room in the Matrix Reloaded. (laughs) Like you just step in, there's a dude in white. Uh, the architect you make a choice. <laughs> the architect was in there. Yes, <laughs> he revealed to me all the secrets. The secrets of your couch. He was played by Will Ferrell in a really bad like parody MTV Movie Awards. Justin Timberlake was very, you know, he sang. Yeah, you know, yeah. Everyday Tuesday. And that's my uh, Walmart story. I mean, it was it was you know. When you told it, I was like, oh, that's a little anticlimactic, but, you know, let's make a pulp nightmare out of that. <laughs> so anyway, I was in Walmart. <laughs> and so I, as I'm walking through electronics, there is this uh, female employee wiping the wipe, – walking and then wiping the floor with her hand uh, – using her hands with paper towels in each hand. Why, I don't know. I'm like, somebody vomits? I don't know. So, like, was she bent over and walking forward? Yes. Seems strenuous. Yeah. So um, I go stand the pickup counter and I'm waiting to uh, to be seen. <laughs> I thought you were saying I'm waiting to leave. <laughs> to be fair, anybody, anytime you're in a Walmart, you're waiting to leave. Yeah. Yeah. You you don't know that as well as I do because I go in and I don't I can't leave for nine hours. <laughs> that is hell. That is a hell of which few people know, except Hero. And Sam Walton is Mammon. <laughs> um, a Mammon reference. <laughs> so she was cleaning the floor. Why? I don't know, because we have maintenance staff. Oh, it gets better. So I'm waiting in about, you know, two minutes will go by. 
and I'm standing. I start cleaning my glasses, and I just hear behind me, "Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me," and I turn and I back away, and she's walking through the floor with the paper towels uh, at the uh, like she's standing on the paper towels and shuffling her feet forward, and there's like there's like thirty paper towels wadded up under her feet. And she's walking forward, wiping the floor. She shuffles her feet as she walks to the walks to a door leading to the back, and she's just shedding paper towels behind her as she does this. And she doesn't pick them up, and she just walks. Through, she just keeps shuffling her feet right into the back back door leading to the back of Walmart and disappears. Okay, here's the thing: though. various stations throughout the store there are trash bags that you can pick up, like like in. Many, many different departments. So there was no reason for her to go back there unless she was cleaning the back room with her feet. The floor wasn't dirty. Yeah. I, the floor that. wasn't wet. wasn't dirty. It was perfectly fine. Not well, really sure why she was doing that. Well, sometimes they do that. They clean the floor, even though it's perfectly fine, in the most bizarre fashion. Like, they, they take an electric scrubber and have a mop behind them. <laughs> And then some guy comes around with a buffer, and then they do that like three times a night. It's it's like a ritual. Or at least they have a floor in like that Sam's Club. <laughs> Fucking Costco bullshit. <laughs> I had to stock something from Costco today. Really? Yeah, it was a ladder. <laughs> it, stock like, a ladder. I. That, that's a good question, but I was like, I was in sporting goods, and I had to stock. Like this mysterious box that was on my pallet. It didn't have, it didn't have like designation or anything. You open it up, it starts melting everybody's faces. <laughs> Close your eyes. Don't look, Marion. Harrison Ford is tied up to a beam. Like by Indiana Jones. <laughs> well, get your adventure kit. Comes with Marion Ravenwood. <laughs> Yeah, I was in Sporting Goods, and the person who usually runs Sporting Goods had just come in because uh, day shift usually comes in around 6 or like 6.30 or something like that and starts setting up. I, I went to her and asked where it went, and it took her a good five minutes to figure out where this thing went. <laughs> she had to open the box and examine it and scan it and just – I think she had to scan it twice and – the entire time I'm thinking, you know, now that you've taken it out of the box, we know it's a ladder, so it probably goes in hardware. It probably goes with the ladders. The twist is it went in electronics. <laughs> no, no. You no, know, no. after what I witnessed. I wouldn't be surprised I, yeah. either. No. It goes next to the Xboxes. <laughs> we sell it in the pop section. Here's a question. Yeah. If you... If there was something at the top shelf that you couldn't reach, and me as a customer. Yep. So I went and bought a ladder there. Like, I went to another aisle, paid for the ladder, then took it over to the aisle, set it up. She then climbed to the top of the shelf and get the item that I want. Would that be acceptable? It would. I, you wouldn't get in trouble. Um, the associate nearest you would probably get in trouble because they're supposed to get a ladder and get it for you. So. Oh, you know what? I didn't want to bother anybody. You're just that kind of guy. Yeah, I do things myself. Here's my here's a further question. What if I then return the ladder? All in the space of ten minutes. <laughs> well, first of all, I think you'd be wasting an incredible amount of your time. <laughs> well, yes, but it's me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Your, your time is not very valuable. It's a social experiment. You've, you've uh, we've talked about my fast food ideas. Yes, so. yes, yes. That's that's for a future episode. Yes, when you've actually done it. Um, you know, if you returned it, I don't think anyone could say anything. It's an interesting, interesting idea, isn't it? It is. I wish you could come and test it out at my Walmart, just so I could watch the insanity and see. <laughs> like, like, like my shift managers are just in the back, just going, he, but he just he took it and then he returned it. It's I, I don't get. What do we do? They call home office. <laughs> get Sam Walton on the line. The ghost of Sam Walton. Here's another question. Um, jar of peanuts. I take the jar, I open it up, I eat the peanuts, take the empty jar to the front, and then pay for it. The peanuts are in my stomach. I think you would like you would have a tough time getting up to the front 
because they would probably accost you for opening product. But once you got up to the front, they'd probably leave. Because I'm still I'm still taking it up to the front to pay for it. Yeah. Still taking the jar. It's just empty now. Has some peanut dust in it. Yeah. Do you still pay full price? Full price. You know, I don't think they can say anything there either because you're giving them money. Okay, I give them the money. <laughs> I then <laughs> take the empty jar and I hand it back to them and say, throw this out for me. <laughs> well, knowing Walmart's customer service, they'd probably tell you to throw it out yourself. I then demand to see the manager. <laughs> So the manager comes and throws it out for you. <laughs> I have this weird thing with social experiments. I don't know why. Did I tell you my idea for a uh, a web show I want to do? No. Uh, it's video game pranks where you just set up um, – like let's say you're, you're walking around a corner. Like you're just you're, you know, whistling to yourself, MB. You know, Maybe you just got a, uh, a taco from Taco Bell. You're, you're carrying it, and you know, can't wait to eat it. It's a good day. It's a good day to be alive. <laughs> it's a good day in the life of MB. <laughs> you turn a corner. Witch! Witch from Left 4 Dead's just sitting there crying, stands up and just starts attacking you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's safe to say it wouldn't be a good day at that point. <laughs> okay, now, now picture this. <laughs> You're walking. <laughs> All of a sudden, you come across a package of mushrooms. You're like, huh, that's interesting. You bend down. You pick it up. All of a sudden, you're hit with an inflatable bullet bill. It knocks you over. <laughs> then you have a turtle shell thrown at you. <laughs> and someone comes by on a go-kart. <laughs> and you're walking along <laughs> with your girlfriend. Look at that guy. You're walking along with your girlfriend, then suddenly a guy in an ape costume runs up, grabs your girlfriend, and runs off. <laughs> and throws barrels at me. <laughs> I just want to do a video game prank show. That's that's all I want to do. Choosing like, you have to game. go on a quest at some point. Exactly. You like you, you go up to uh, pay for your stuff. You're like, okay, before you pay for this, you have to activate me first. So you have to go get me three apples. And so before you can pay for your stuff... They hand you, you have, a, sh a shield and a sword. <laughs> you have to go get three apples <laughs> out in the world somewhere. Bring them back to the counter before you can buy your stuff. <laughs> and the stuff that you bought is, like, less than the actual cost of the three apples. No, you have to find the apples in the wild. <laughs> you have to go oh, you can't them. buy the apples? Can't buy the apples. You have to go pick them. It's a quest. So, <laughs> I'm just imagining like like you go in to like a target or something and all of a sudden like people like little people in in flood costumes are like swarming you <laughs> to try to get away. <laughs> but then someone puts like a part of a flood costume on your arm, like forcibly puts it on and says you are now infected. It's like, "Oh, kill me." <laughs> It's like, uh, it's the dangers of video games, but in real life. You have to go around getting rings, <laughs> but as fast as possible. You can't slow down. <laughs> you have to go release uh, trapped animals from a science experiment. You have to find a cake. As, so, as, as like a machine yells at you and chastises you. And right, you, you go home after a long day at work, you go to open your door, you're like, no, someone opens it, like, nope, sorry. Your princess is in the other castle. And slams the door in your face. In your home. You then have to go to random houses to try to figure out which one you can sleep in. Uh, I think it would be a good show. And all just perpetrated on you. Like you try to get in your own car and it's like you have to put in a password. Oh, God, the dangers of video games in real life. That would be an amazing show. I think you should pursue that. I kind of, I really want to do it. I think it would be fun. Just to pummel someone with a bullet bill over and over again. <laughs> <sighs> if only I could take it to Call of Duty territory and you're walking around and suddenly someone calls an airstrike on you. 
Michael Myers shows up. <laughs> oh, oh, how would DLC work in this proposed show? <laughs> to continue more of your life, give me hours. Like you wake up, you're in a cage, your beer spits right by a cage, you have to pay twenty dollars to continue. <laughs> This is the expansion pack. <laughs> oh, God, you have to pay a monthly fee. Oh, God. You have to pay a monthly fee to be able to talk to other people. <laughs> now, you can talk to one person at a time via phone, but that's it. Once <laughs> you pay, you can. You, that's all you can do. Okay. You're, you're, like, with another person, and someone puts, like, a wall between you, and it's like, okay, you can only see your side. He can only see his side. <laughs> only do split screen. It's a good idea. I want to do that. I, I say go for it. Just the witch thing alone would be amazing. <laughs> How would you do tank? A guy in a big rubber suit. Just all of a sudden you're walking, the music starts to play. What the hell? He <laughs> <laughs> just bursts through like a random log cabin. <laughs> Scares the shit out of us. <laughs> Knocks you back like 30 feet. <laughs> You start to see him black and white. <laughs> trying to think of other games. That'd be another good one. Oh god, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> you have to assassinate somebody. <laughs> You're walking along with some guy in a hood jumps on your back. Then <laughs> <laughs> parkours away. What the hell just no no, 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 no. Even better, it's like you're walking along the street, and then there are these cops who keep following you, and someone hands you a flag, and all of a sudden the cops swarm you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Assassin's Creed! You all of a sudden you're walking, and then a company kidnaps you and makes you go back into your own memories. <laughs> it locks you up for weeks on end. Now they just put you in like a Renaissance festival. <laughs> Interact with people. What the hell? <laughs> I want to go back to my life. Hide in plain sight, but you know where I am. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Grand Theft Auto, like. You're just arrested. I don't even know what you would do there. <laughs> just arrested to give me $5,000. Oh, God. It's a good idea. It is. We'll be find them the Pulp Nightmare channel one day. Someday. Someday. Anyway, back to your Walmart story. Oh, yeah. So that happened. Yeah. All that happened. <laughs> I was in Walmart. The video game idea thing came up. It was... It was amazing. Um, so you went to the architect's room. Yes. Um, so here's a question. Where's your online pickup counter? Uh, ours is in the very back. Um, it's it's where layaway used to be. Yeah, that's, that's, I, think, I think this is where that, uh, this one is, where layaway used to be. Except ours isn't, like, electronics isn't in the very back at our store. It's in, uh, it's kind of in the front. A bit. It's it's at the very right as you walk in. So instead of being surrounded by big screen TVs, ours is just kind of surrounded by curtain, like aisles of curtains. That's bizarre. Yeah, aisles of curtains and then shoes. In this store, right behind the checkout counters was all the frozen food aisles, which I thought was very strange. That That's like... That's a Twilight Zone episode. I've never seen a store layout like that before. Who puts the, who puts it right there at the front? I, I have no idea. I like the idea of picking out frozen food while people are checking out, right there. No, because then they can judge you. Yeah, and people already judge me enough. Yeah. I imagine. With good, good reason. Yeah, yeah. The spider dream. I mean. <laughs> so, uh, the stuff's brought up. But isn't brought up from the back. Which, I'm going to tell you this right now, it's in the back. Usually it's in the back because they have bags of stuff on a shelf labeled A to Z for, like, the various uh, customer names. And it's just two shelves on, like, a huge, huge rack. So they could have just brought it up from the back. But they went to the trouble of bringing it to the front and then bringing it back to the back. Yeah, it, it, I was I was facing the doors, like, I wonder when this stuff's going to come out, and then suddenly it gets wheeled up behind me. 
So we went to the back. This stuff got wheeled to the back to me and then got wheeled to the front to leave. So it actually went on like a four-way path. It was a journey that, that those boxes went on. May I ask uh, what the item actually was? It was a nightstand and a chest of drawers. Mm. White. Mm. Actually, they're black. But um, I, that all sounds incredibly unnecessary, considering <laughs> what I know about Walmart. It's like, why you got taken from, like, where, why didn't you just let me get into the customer service desk at that point? Yeah, that... It was very confusing, and then the paper towels were just sitting there, and then someone went to pick them up, but still left some behind. You know what's weird is that I don't think our store even takes them up to the customer service desk. I'm pretty sure you check out back there. Like, I think that's a rule, is that you're not allowed to take it up to the front. Well, I mean, we never left the pickup. I never left the pickup counter. So, waiting at the pickup counter, then it came from the front to the back to me. So then you had to, like, what, take it to a regular register? I mean, they were already paid for. They were, uh, it was Uh, a store pickup. But it was just like, why? Why? Well, here's the thing. Walmart excels at inefficiency. Like, today, for instance, um, I was on my shift, and I had three entire sections, departments, whatever you would call them, to stock and then pull items to the front, which is called zoning, which is a terribly tedious process that is the worst aspect of my job. I completely hate it because it's just you have to pull up every single item on a shelf. And you only have like an hour and a half to do it. Believe me, I, I cut it close a lot of the times because it is so insanely tedious. Why does Walmart treat each individual sell- shelf like its own city-state? I I don't know. Especially considering the crap that they put on there. Like the other night, I was putting up um, a portable fan, and the box was insanely beat up. Like it, like it, it just like it was almost nearly folded in half, and I was I was pretty sure that the item inside was going to be broken, so I went to put it back on my overstock uh, counter because usually when you have overstock you wheel it to the back of the end of the night, and I figured well I'll take it to claims because that's where all the broken items go, um, maybe just like at the end of my shift, my manager walks by. And asks if it's overstock, and I say, actually, I need to take it to claims. And he looks down at it, and he says, oh, it looks fine to me. <laughs> so I had to stock a broken portable fan <laughs> and put it on the shelf to be bought by someone. Never has Walmart made more sense to me than right now. Twenty three ninety seven. I memorized the price of it because I knew someone would have to pay that. For that broken, damaged item. Probably some poor person, too. Yeah, some person who really needs a portable fan because they don't have air conditioning. Who probably doesn't have a car they had to walk. Yeah, I... In the snow. (laughs) Even though it's not snowing, it's summer. So, okay, going back to the inefficiency, which that in itself should give you a pretty big idea of how inefficient Walmart is. Walmart expected me, like my department managers expected me to stock these three areas and zone these three areas before before five o'clock in the morning. And let me let me just tell you, I had like three hours for all of those sections. I had three hours to get that done. Three plus three is six. Three six plus three is nine. I only work a nine hour shift. So I would have to stock for my entire shift and then go back and do an hour and a half of zoning. How does that make sense? Uh, why was she wiping that clean floor with her feet? That's true. But the, I'm just going to tell you the three sections that I had to do because this is even more insane. I had to do all of – and this is a joint section. It sounds like two sections. It's not. It's considered one section. Automotive and hardware. 
which is I counted them 23 different aisles. So I had to do that all by myself. No help. Um, how often is the – I know I asked this last time. How fucking often does the automotive aisle need to be stocked? More often than you think because we get a lot of people – okay, and this baffles the living hell out of me. We get a lot of people that come in at like 3 o'clock in the morning looking for automotive parts. Like emergency or just – No, no. They're not in any hurry or anything. You want to know something even more bizarre? <laughs> the most frequent item that people want at 3 o'clock in the morning at Walmart is a car stereo. <laughs> and you want to know something even weirder? They want this despite the fact that car stereos are behind glass and have to be have to have the case unlocked. They want to go through that much trouble to buy a car stereo at 3 o'clock in the morning. And this happens multiple times a night if you're working that section. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who? <laughs> Why would someone need a car stereo at 3 o'clock in the morning? I don't know. Are they Prince? <laughs> it's always a different one, too. It's not like it's the same model of car stereo. So I was stocking automotive and hardware, which in itself is a night's work. But no, I had three sections tonight for some reason. I don't know why. It just happened. You go like every time I go in, I have no idea what I'm in for because nobody tells us anything before the meeting. So they just tell us where we're supposed to go and how many sections we have and whether or not we're getting help. And in my case, I wasn't getting any help. Um, I then had to go over to Sporting Goods, like I said, for another three hours of work. And keep in mind, I have a lunch break between all this that's an hour long, so that takes away time. I went over to Sporting Goods, which is pretty much also a night's work. And to add to the meticulousness of this, I also had to stock Lawn and Garden. <laughs> which Lawn and Garden section. I, I had to, like... My night started off putting away potted plants and then taking them like and then taking them out because they didn't fit. Didn't fit? They didn't fit on the shelf because there were too many of them. Walmart apparently orders the hell out of potted plants. Oh, they go fast at three o'clock in the morning. I look at the car stereos. <laughs> Hilariously, I've never stocked car stereos, so they don't order those. I don't know how they get replenished. Makes you wonder, huh? <laughs> I I want to go in there and buy a car stereo at 3 o'clock in the morning along with something weird. Social experiment? Yeah, it's like a car stereo and a bag of fertilizer. <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning. I've seen that happen! <laughs> I swear to God, I think I've seen that happen. It was a bag of something that looked like fertilizer. And here's the weirder part, too, about that is that Every time someone buys a car stereo, you have to walk them up to the front to make sure they don't steal it. So it's this awkward thing where you unlock the case, you hand them the item, but then you walk with them to the front. That's always so weird. Why? That should not be a thing. I had to do that tonight with a fishing reel. Why? Fishing what, reel? Why are they so concerned with fishing reels that they put them behind glass, is a my question. fishing reel? Yes. What? <sighs> And this, what, okay, I think I understand buying a fishing reel at 3 a.m. more than a car stereo, because, you know, if you're going to fish, at least you can do that at night. But Sure, I guess, that's but, maybe. Yeah, I'm just trying to rationalize it in my head. But to then have to wait as someone gets the keys, comes back, unlocks the case, grabs the fishing reel, doesn't let you have it but takes it with you to the front so that you can pay for it yourself because Walmart is definitely afraid of fishing reels being stolen. I've never seen that before. Granted, I don't buy fishing reels at Walmart, so. Well, you're not an elite customer. <laughs> an elite customer <laughs> with my car stereos. <laughs> oh, and one thing also I just want to say this is that I haven't had anyone try to buy this, and that's part of the problem as you'll find out, but 
the single most overstocked item that I have ever seen working at Walmart so far are fans. Not the portable fans, the regular size big fuck off fans. <laughs> big fuck off fans. The 20 inch tall ones that you put on the floor if you're like in a garage or something. That's that's the only thing I can assume. The industrial fans? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They have I I I shit you not. I was going to stock automotive and hardware tonight. I went over to check my freight to see how much I had to stock. And, you know, admittedly, I didn't have much in that section tonight. But then I got to a pallet of these fans. Nothing but these fans stacked high. They were stacked so high that I had to get a ladder, take some of them off, and put them on a separate pallet just to fit them through the door of the automotive back room. Because... They were not getting stocked. Like, they wouldn't fit on the shelf. You can only fit, like, three or four at a time. There were at least 30 boxes of them. How many people buy industrial fans? That's the thing, though. Nobody does. And there are always these boxes. Okay. Buy a car stereo, industrial fan, fertilizer. <laughs> and a copy... Of Bejeweled for the PC. Yes. Um, and an Us Weekly. And uh, shoe polish. Yes, shoe polish. Um, bag of frozen corn. Bag of frozen corn. Oh, and, and you have to do this at the one where they have the checkout. Yes. Oh, oh, and just top it off, package of party hats. I like it. So you don't know what the fuck is going on at 3 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but it's three o'clock in the morning, so you know it's messed up. I'm gonna I'm gonna segue into a story here because I wasn't sure if I was gonna tell this because I kind of want to save it for. Well, I'm I'm just gonna say I want to save it for a hero, but I'm gonna tell it to you on this episode, and you can figure out whether or not you want to keep it in. Okay. So the other night, I was working, ironically enough, in automotive and hardware. For some reason, they keep sending me back there. I don't know why. Just so goddamn manly. <laughs> I know nothing about cars. Uh, you, you, you look like a dude who'd be a grease monkey. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being serious. <laughs> you should just start throwing out random terms you don't know the meaning of. <laughs> carburetor. Just start saying carburetor a lot. I've had to direct people to carburetors <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning and it, engine oil filters at three Why o'clock in the morning. Engine oil filters at three o'clock in the morning. Why? Why do you? Why do you need to, <laughs> these people? <laughs> oh, believe me, they're all crackheads. I'm still fucking on the fucking car stereo. Who buys a new car stereo at three o'clock in the morning? And here's the thing, too, is that when you're buying a car stereo, you have to go in a dark, not lit section of the store because it's in the closed part of where, like, you go to get oil changes and stuff. These have to be people who are going to make a bomb or something. <laughs> exactly. They're all, like, virtually the same age, too. They're, like, in their late 40s or late 30s, early 40s. <laughs> so goddamn sad. <laughs> Are they all going through, like, a midlife crisis? Oh, God. Anyway, okay. your story, yeah. Yeah. So this ended up being the strangest thing I've encountered at Walmart so far. Keep in mind, I just told you there are various people who buy car stereos <laughs> at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm learning so much about society. So I was stalking my aisle. Just It was kind of a boring night, to be honest. Like, it was just kind of routine. Um Nobody was buying car stereos, weirdly. But suddenly, two of my department managers walk by, and they're escorted by four police officers. <laughs> I, I'm just going to let that sink in. Okay. So they're heading off to the back very quickly. Like, they're they're power walking. <laughs> power walking. They're, not, <laughs> they're not running. They're power walking. I've never, I've never heard anybody use the term power walking in this concept of a story before. Yeah. Yeah, well, it gets weirder. So 
I just I didn't know what they were doing because they were going back to the back, and I wasn't going to go out of my way to check and see what they were doing just because I didn't want to get in their way or anything. So I just kind of resume as usual. About 15 minutes later, I'd say, I was taking some of my stock back to the back room, and that's when I noticed that my department managers and the shift manager – and the police officers were now all back in the tire express area, which is where I have to take my stuff to the back room. Tire express. I always love that. These these eight people are interrogating one person who is sitting down in the tire express area. Please tell me it's a small child. <laughs> um, I don't I don't. I don't know how to say this. A small child was there. Go on. Um, it was actually the child's mother that was being interrogated. <laughs> the child did not have a shirt on. Oh, God. This. It was a toddler. And... <laughs> <laughs> the reason I found out this, this woman was being interrogated <laughs> because she was caught shopping in the back room. <laughs> she had a shopping cart and everything. <laughs> and had her child with her, without a shirt, in the back room where... There are no prices or anything. It's just nothing but cardboard boxes and a cardboard baler and pallets. <laughs> and um, what kind of uh, woman was this? Uh, let's just say she was very clearly high. If you were to guess on what? Uh, chlorine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she went to the pool supplies afterwards. I and the, no, the back room of the pool supplies. <laughs> uh, she was caught by one of my coworkers who was just going back there to empty some cardboard, and she approached her and said, "Ma'am, you're not allowed back here. This is for associates only." The woman ignored her and continued on picking out random cardboard boxes and pulling them in her shopping cart. Didn't even know what they were. Is this the meth head and her kid from Breaking Bad? Possibly. She looked a lot like her, with more weight. So, my co-worker goes and runs across the store, which is like a mile run, so I'm, I'm impressed by that. She runs across the store and goes to the assistant manager's office, where all the department managers usually are. Uh, sometimes I take their lunch break back there. And they were in the process of actually, uh, it's called coaching, which is basically uh, taking someone to task for something they did wrong. Read you the riot act. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, they were coaching somebody, and they like they were in the middle of a heated discussion, apparently. I, all, I heard all this secondhand, by the way. She goes up to the door and start and knocks on it, then it starts pounding on it because it's getting frantic and she's worried that, you know, something bad is going to happen if this woman is allowed to continue shopping in the back room. <laughs> so finally, my uh, one of my department managers opens the door <laughs> and asks what's going on. And she just she flat out just says, there's a crackhead shopping. In the <laughs> my department manager gives a pause, then bolts like you have never seen anyone bolt. Crackhead ahoy! <laughs> and, like, in the same time, like, apparently he ran and adjusted, um, like, an earpiece to him, to the side <laughs> of his head, at the same time. Action, Walmart! <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind, this dude used to work for security. So Blood it was, him. It was, like, it was, like, instinctual on his part. So they're back there interrogating her, and... I have to awkwardly wheel my stock back there and scoop past police officers as you, they're hoping as you they're out a pheromone that sends the crackhead on a killing spree. <laughs> well, you know that oil. <laughs> uh, I, 
like my my shift manager has to escort me to the back so that I don't get in their way. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure you could like walk. Do they not trust you to be able to walk around people? <laughs> well, to be fair, it was a big pallet and they were, it's really hard to maneuver those things. So she was just kind of making sure nothing fell. It's you're a human being. She should trust you. <laughs> I don't even trust myself in this situation. <laughs> Maybe I'll start doing crack. <laughs> <laughs> I just pull up pipe. <laughs> I can't stop myself. Kill me. I'm my own worst enemy. Kill me. They start knocking down shelves on top of you to crush you. <laughs> the police officers have to tackle me. <laughs> start tasing you. He's got the Walmart madness. <laughs> the Walton madness. The Walton madness. <laughs> so, so, as I'm wheeling my stock to the back, I overhear this woman explain why she was in the back room with her child who has no shirt on. And she says, no, no, she has a shirt. That's the end of that. <laughs> it's invisible. <laughs> and the reason, like, she went into a whole thing about her grandfather's funeral. <laughs> and, like, she was getting flowers for, for like, flowers. for Veterans Day or something. Veterans Day. <laughs> <laughs> this completely, by the way, did not answer the officer's question. Because you could tell... He was annoyed when he asked her again the exact same question, and she replied with the same answer. What, ma'am, what year is it? I'm getting flowers for veterans. <laughs> and she was ranting and raving, and the kid was scared, and it was just – it was like something out of – like one of the rooms in The Shining. You peer back, and it's just – it's madness staring back. <laughs> Why do Walmarts exist on another plane of existence? I don't know. So I left that insanity behind because I still had work to do. <laughs> so I go out for my break about, I don't know, an hour later. The story continues. <laughs> I go out for my break an hour later, and we're sitting around uh, – because there's this little side area where people go to smoke, and I just go out there because I don't like staying in Walmart for a <laughs> Take out your crack pipe. <laughs> no, not again. Kill me. madness. <laughs> they start ramming you with shopping carts. <laughs> go on. So... They're all talking about it, and I mentioned the fact that, you know, I heard, like, overheard her explanation for it, and I was telling the story. All of a sudden, as we're talking about it, like, trying to decipher what the hell happened and, like, what went on, what transpired afterward, because we, we didn't see them, like, the department managers or the police officers since. And as we were talking, a police car pulled up to the side of the building, and two more police officers came running out. <laughs> looking, <Action. laughs> looking insanely pissed off because I guess they were two of the police officers that were already there and they had been called back. Apparently this woman was not arrested, even though she was trespassing and, you know, doing all sorts of illegal things, I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, not being high, being, a, being pop, publicly intoxicated, you know. I, With a small child, it's probably not even hers. <laughs> Yeah, like there are a number of charges that she could have probably racked up. Wasn't arrested. Just another time. day at Walmart. No our music but, plays, the camera pans up. <laughs> but the reason they were called back was because she was sitting in her car in the parking lot. <laughs> Shopping and, still. <laughs> and was not moving. Like she refused to leave. She just sat there stoic and refused to. And the police had to be called back for that. She pulls a, a monk and lights herself on fire. Uh, it wouldn't have surprised me. <laughs> pulls a monk, by the way. I just want to reiterate that. Yeah, that was that was that was pretty amazing. <laughs> um, so that happened. 
What? Happened? So was she arrested finally, or did they just tow her car with her still in it? <laughs> I think I I don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> like, did the shootout happen? Like, I did her head open up and a spaceship fly out? You were too you were too high on crack to notice. <laughs> Walton Madness! You start popping on. <laughs> I just start banging my head on, like, the cash registers. Oh, God. But, yeah, that that was a thing. And here's here's the... I forgot one of the best parts. As it was starting, and they were walking back there to the Tire Express, I kind of walked up to my shift manager and just quickly asked what was going on, because I, I was afraid, like, if I went back there, there was... Like, maybe there was a break-in or something. So I went up and asked what was going on, and I heard the name Crystal said. <laughs> I don't know if this was what the woman was on or if she's a recurring character. <laughs> it's like you're living a sitcom now. I... You have your own supporting cast. <laughs> and a villain. Uh, Crystal the Crackhead. <laughs> oh, God. I, I hope to God this woman comes back. Oh, my God. What other shenanigans? Where else was she trying to shop where she shouldn't be shopping? <laughs> On the roof. Just <laughs> riding around the roof. Picking up rocks. <laughs> a small child. Not the, it's a different child every time. <laughs> the fucked up thing, MB. Those children were all once employees. Oh. Oh. This goes into my theory that every Walmart is the exact same Walmart. Oh, they hear the theory that you and James share. Yeah, you just walk in the door and it's always the same exact place. Like you, you and James work in the exact same store. Yeah, but he's day shift and I'm night shift, so we never see each other. Yeah, exactly. It's I, I prove me wrong. I, I I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. After Crystal the Crackhead, <laughs> nothing is certain. <laughs> After Car Stereos at three a.m., nothing is certain. So yeah, you're gonna Why? die. Why am I working here? <laughs> Why have you succumbed to Walton Madness? <laughs> I mean, the pay's good, I guess. <laughs> The pay's good. I'm in a David Lynch film all the time. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, you know how Hero told the story of the Walmart profit? That is suddenly in so much better context from working at Walmart. It's like a Wednesday at Walmart. There was a dude the other like this happened a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I was just walking out of the like the um the associate lounge. Like, where we go to take our breaks occasionally or eat lunch or whatever. I was just walking to go back to my aisle. And there was this guy, like, maybe in his 60s with, like, a big bushy beard. Like, he looked like a biker. He just turned to me and said, out of nowhere, did you hear on the radio that they're uh, selling that they're selling uh, Chevy? Like, Chevy, like, some model of Chevy, they have, like, a sale on them at uh, in Indianapolis. <laughs> Keep in mind, I had no interaction with this dude before that moment, and there was no, like, I, I didn't even glance his way. He went out of his way to tell me that. Did you hear over the radio that there was a sell on Chevys in Indianapolis? I, di I didn't know what to say. He was a ghost. Yeah, probably. I haven't seen him since. The radio man. <laughs> Here's my question. Was there actually a, a sale on Chevys in Indianapolis? I did not check. I should have, but I didn't check. It'd be amazing if you found out there was one, but it was in the 1920s. Let's <laughs> again, Walmart exists out of time, so it would make sense. He Who the fuck else polish. would be listening to the radio? He, sh he walks up with shoe polish and fertilizer <laughs> and, and frozen corn. So, uh, that's my life now. Um, well... I have to go back there tonight. Something else may happen. I start smoking crack. Oh, kill me. 
You gotta be careful of that Walton Madness envy. It uh, creeps up on you. It could strike at any moment. That and, you know, to work at Walmart, you have to accept the soul of Sam Walton into your heart. He's part of you now. So help me, Sam. <laughs> there's, there's, Hero was talking to us about this. There's literally a floor sticker that says, so help me, Sam. And Hero immediately noticed that it was put in the context as if Sam Walton were replacing God. <laughs> so Walmart pretty much considers this dude the Messiah. It's a cult. There's, I swear to God, I'm not even making this up. There's at least two framed portraits of him in the back rooms. I saw a uh, a portrait of him over the uh, pickup counter. Yeah, it's probably the exact same one that we have in our store. It was very weird and creepy. Yeah, is it him just kind of posing, like kind of tilted off to the side? A little bit, yeah. Just that smile. Just he looks a hundred. Pretty sure that was him at age twenty-five. <laughs> He's always been Sam Walton. This is his legacy, Crystal the Crackhead. He is this lightning. He is this madness. Walton madness. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go, there's one thing I want to read. Uh, this is the uh, booklet. I'm holding it up, even though it's an audio podcast. This is the booklet. For X-Men Next Dimension for the original Xbox by Activision. A um, couple questions. One, why do you have that out? Um, I'm trying to get, I've been trying to get rid of it for a couple of years, so it's out. I think I may just throw it out. It, yeah. Like, what, like, were you considering selling it on eBay or something? I tried selling it at a yard sale, didn't play. Um, you know, because it's X-Men Next Dimension. It's a time capsule. It's a time capsule. So I was looking at the booklet, which I've never looked in before, and I was uh, remembering all the playable characters in this. Uh, and this booklet is amazing. Um, they misspell Magneto's name. How? Uh, in two ways. Uh, they misspell Eric. There's a C and a K instead of just a K. That's a, that's okay, a well, small it's, one. It's small a civilian one. name. That's a different that's a different story entirely than his code name. I thought you meant his code name. No, no. Uh, they they do smell, this misspell his last name. It's Langher instead of Lensner. To be fair, that's very easy. This is also, you know, an official yeah. booklet for an officially licensed X-Men game by Activision. Um, also, uh, Pyro's last name is uh, misspelled. No one bothered to, you know. No one bothered to proofread. No, not at all. Uh, especially on this one. This is my favorite. This is the character description for Forge, our favorite character. Yes, oh, he's a playable. God. He's a playable character in a fighting game. Now, is Bishop in this game? No, unfortunately. Uh, the playable. So they so they went over Bishop, a character who actually does fight, and went with Forge. This is who we got in this game: Cyclops, Phoenix, Wolverine, Gambit, Rogue, Nightcrawler, Psylocke, Storm, Beast, Havoc, Forge. Lady Deathstrike, Magneto, Juggernaut, Mystique, Sabretooth, Toad, Bastion, Pyro, Prime Sentinel Male, and Prime Sentinel Female. This is the character description for Forge. Real name, unknown. Powers and abilities. Has a special talent for inventing any mechanical device his mind can conceive, along with mystical abilities from his Native American roots. Hashtag racism. The result is a gun that can fire different types of attacks and a fearsome super that science can never explain. I want to reread that last sentence. The result is a gun that can fire different types of attacks and a fearsome super that science can never explain. So even science can't explain Forge. A fearsome super that science can never explain. I, okay, so what is that sentence trying to say? I don't know if they're missing a word or they accidentally put the word super. I don't know. To me, this makes sense because it's Forge. I also like how he has a special talent for inventing things. But since that's not useful, we gave him a gun. Also, mystical abilities from his Native American roots. Hashtag racism. <laughs> I, I sincerely wish that that was actually in there because that would be the invention of hashtags. <laughs> Back in 2003. 
Like in that golden age of video games where X-Men Next Dimension was on the shelves for $60. Somehow. Uh, Mystique. Real name, Raven Darkholm. They somehow spell Darkholm correctly. Her psionic abilities allow her to change her physical shape and the clothes she is wearing into any form she chooses. Armed with a gun that emits powerful plasma beams, she dominates the playing field with a sultry flare. Once again, I just give her a gun. <laughs> so they're they're mimicking the 90s comics. By the way, no mention of Cable, so... Snow Cable. I mean, there are secret characters, so Cable and Bishop could be in there. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Spider-Man is in there. Um, it, hey, Bastion's the villain of this thing, so... <laughs> yeah, that was the one that kind of left me hanging when you were listing off all the characters. Was like, Bastion? Bastion. I, I thought this was funny, though, in uh, Nightcrawler's thing. They give way too much information on how his powers work. This is not necessary. The ability to transport himself along with another person to a different location. During the process, Nightcrawler... <laughs> you could have stopped! <laughs> Exactly. During the process, Nightcrawler actually travels to another dimension and then returns back to the original dimension, but in a different place. In combat, this allows Nightcrawler to instantly <laughs> bamf towards his enemy, making him an unpredictable and deadly opponent. So they went into detail with that one, but they didn't explain Forge? No. It's like the thing is, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, Nightcrawler has a sword um, in this game that they don't mention at all in this. But they do say he has a gun. It's, uh, even Wolverine has a gun. No. <laughs> Phoenix, real name, Jean Grey Summers, a flying character that can launch fiery projectiles at will and use telekinesis to levitate objects and hurl them against her enemies. <laughs> Phoenix also has telepathic abilities that can be used both to confuse and attack opponents. Who wrote these? These are terrible. I, I want one of the secret characters to just be Professor X. God, that would be me, just wheeling over people. <laughs> Now, I imagine he's in the hovercraft, so every time you attack, he has to vault forward with jets. Gambit, which they put in his uh, middle name. Wow. Did they spell Rumi LeBeau correctly? They did. I don't think they spelled his middle name correctly. Um, Ability to transform the potential energy of any object and convert it into kinetic energy. When the object is rolled an opponent, this energy explodes upon impact. Being the reformed thief and scoundrel that he is, Gambit's preferred weapon is a deck of playing cards, and he always has an ace up his sleeve. Why? What does him being a thief have to do with him using playing cards? Also, what reference does that have to the game? None. Like, I, the Nightcrawler one still gets me. Cause it's like, <laughs> let's give me, let's give you the entire character's history for no reason. Like, do they go into a Zazel? God, if only. And they're so, like, blasé with Magnetos, too. Possesses the ability to control a broad range of electromagnetic forces. These forces can be used to levitate opponents, or can they can be focused into beams of electromagnetic energy. He uses these forces to create a gun. <laughs> Beast has a rocket launcher. Seriously? No. Uh, Toad, Toad's description ends fantastic. Toad's description is actually one of the longest. A very fast and agile character. He can use his tongue to inflict damage and hurl opponents around with ease. Toad's bouncy nature and speed make him difficult to hit and grant him, and grants him many opportunities to unleash his effective, albeit sometimes crass, attacks. Crass. Don't let his spit get into your eyes. <laughs> it wow. actually says that. <laughs> That's my friends, is X-Men. Next dimension. I think the booklet is better than the game. If you want it, um, it's a dollar. Just contact me. I'm sure we'll have a lot of takers. Does it has a on the back? It has an advertisement for X Men: Wolverine's Revenge, available April 2003. Underrated fucking game, Wolverine's Revenge. It is, and it has Mark Hamill playing Wolverine. Because he has to play every pop culture icon in existence. Um, conversely, I'm selling no. <laughs> making one big advertisement. So, you can uh, pick it up at Cytus Store at Walmart. Uh, don't get Just look for Crystal the Crackhead. <clears throat> Bring paper towels. Crystal the Crackhead sounds like a mascot for Walmart. It does. And it would be fitting. <laughs> Crystal the Crackhead with her inflatable arms. It's flailing around. There's like there's like a little electronic uh, bong mm. that all, smokes out. Once again, this all sounds like a Breaking Bad spinoff. It, it does. 
Jesse becomes your coworker. Yeah, stocking bitch. Low prices. So mesmerized by them all. <laughs> Look at this frozen corn, Mr. White. <laughs> uh, he stocks a pile of Jane's Addiction CDs and starts crying. <laughs> it, it's very dramatic. <sighs> so that was um, this episode, this Walmart-fueled edition of Pulp Nightmare. It was many things. Yeah. You gotta look out for those bullet bills. They'll just fly at you. Because you never know when I'm gonna strike with a camera. <laughs> and then you try to hark X Magnet's dimension on someone. <laughs> You've just been on my reality show. Now buy this for a dollar. <laughs> buy this for a dollar to continue. Then you come up, oh, <laughs> kill me. <laughs> uh. I think we really brought awareness to Walton Madness. I mean, what el- how else do you explain the chick sweeping her feet <laughs> with paper towels to clean the, the floor? The people who buy car radios and stereos at three in the morning. It's Walton Madness. <laughs> it's so many industrial fans. God. And you're cracking the addiction. That's canon now. It's people shopping in the back room. <laughs> She was just a really big fan of that uh, joke from Seinfeld at a whole store called The Back. Don't put that much thought into this. <clears throat> that's what I immediately thought of. Jerry Seinfeld would be so proud. Anyway, that's been this episode of Pulp Nightmare. I've been Sam Walton. I've been the disciple, the acolyte of Sam Walton. And always low prices. Always. Ah! Listen next week to another tale of the strange and terrifying. Ah, hello there. I didn't hear you come in. If we haven't met before, my name is Cody Elft. You may know me from such exciting podcasts as Box Office Pulp and Listopia, a 30-part series listing all of life's lists that need to be listed. You may also know me by the following. Flexo, Flexmex, Flex Killington, Flexo Cabana, Coco, or Ears. But you're not here to learn about my love of lists and nicknames. Instead, you've come to hear about the next dynamic podcast from the Pulp Podcast Network. I haven't personally listened to this new podcast, but as its producer, I am contractually obligated to inform you about how gosh darn fantastic it is. And boy is it. I can only assume it makes 4th of July fireworks in Washington, D.C. look like a cow's cut draped in a second grader's finger painting effort in comparison. But Cody, you ask, what is this truly epic podcast, and what is it about? I'm not exactly sure, but I can tell you this. In life, the great hero Hercules faced 12 labors. He fought the Nemean Lion, the Lernian Hydra, the Cerberus, the Hellhound of Hades. He stole the girdle from Hippolyta, queen of the Amazons. He even traded barbs with an animated James Woods, and his sucker punched the mighty Thor in the face. But now, he faces a greater challenge than all of those tests combined into one giant ball of challenge. Now, Herc must face off against his most challenging foe in Pulp Podcast Network's thrilling new show. Coming soon to a speaker near you, we hope you enjoy... Hercules versus the podcast. Hercules possessed a strength the world had never seen. Oh, Hercules, 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 Hercules. Hercules. Hercules, deliver us from this curse. Hercules, strongest man alive. No man is superior to Hercules. This has been a Flexco production. <laughs>